0: I don't think we're supposed to hug, but that's okay. Uh, It wasn't 15 minutes, thankfully. Uh, That'd be a long hug, wouldn't it, 15 minute hug? Okay, how's everybody doing today? I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of pumped up. I was sharing with Ellington earlier, and let's let's just give it up for Ellington because he got this thing started right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, you just stir our spirits. You know, some people think, oh, you're just trying to like pump us up or you're trying to make us have some kind of contrived response. But no, we need to be stirred, right? We need to be reminded of what God has done for us. Otherwise, we just kind of drift into no man's land, into complacency, right? Have you guys found that that can be true? But when somebody gets up full of the spirit of God, and begins to speak and share and, and remind us. We're like, yeah, I feel energized because his spirit is resounding with my spirit. Are you with me? <laughs> I'm getting crazy already, man. <laughs> I mean, we just we want God to move. We we don't want to sit here and just go, let's go to chapel, it's our routine, it's our thing. Well, we want to be transformed. We want to be changed. We want to do all the things that God has called us to do and to be what He has called us to be. So today's message. Um, just want to jump right in. This is called Modern Day Superhero. Okay, the message is called Modern Day Superhero. And this has been something that's been on my heart for years. I, I think it's at some point going to be a book, but right now it's a message here in chapel, all right, for the next few minutes. And this message is really the idea is just that I think that we forget how powerful we are in the spirit. Right, And then we forget that we have the power to do all the things that God has called us to do. We are like modern-day superheroes filled with the power of God running around like ordinary people. And so this is our day. You know, I don't, I'm like, Lord, if there's one person, if there's 20 people, if there's five people that get this, it's going to change your life, right? Because we're going to try to get out of the old and into the new. Okay, so this, this message, we we forget how powerful that we are because of the power of God alive in us. So I want to talk about this. I'm gonna read a verse. This first verse that we've got is Ephesians 3. Twenty. We know this verse, but it's just a truth right there. Now, glory be to God by his mighty power at work within us. He is able to accomplish infinitely more than we would ever dare to ask or hope. I mean, just whisper to yourself, he's working in me. Like, this is amazing. It's a miracle that he's working in me. His mighty power is at work within you. The question is, will you resist or will you welcome? Welcome his work today. Welcome the work that he wants to do in us. So, Lord, we just commit this time to you. We commit this time to you. And we pray that you would open our hearts, remind us today of the power of your spirit at work Within us. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, God, Father God. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, how many of you guys like superhero movies and stuff like that? You like superhero movies? I mean, I'm just a sucker for superhero movies. I finally, I was probably the last person to get Disney Plus. You know what I'm saying? Like our family, we realized we're like, wait a minute, we're kind of like spending, uh, especially during COVID, we were like spending like $30, $40 a month on like getting movies from DirecTV and all of a sudden I realized I could, I could buy Disney Plus for $70 for a whole year. And so I made this rule in our house, you can't watch anything except Disney Plus because we don't wanna wait, you don't wanna pay the $70 and then also pay 30 to $40 a month too, right? So we went through all of all the Avengers and all this stuff, Star Wars and all this stuff, superhero movies. One of my favorites, man, I don't know if anybody can resound with this, but is The Incredibles. right, you know what I'm saying, like the Incredibles, I mean, I waited for years for that second movie to come out, man, I'm like, we were looking it up, like, back in, like, 2007, when's that, when's that thing come out, you know, and they kept giving us false readings on that thing, but one of my favorite scenes, and I'm not going to show it on the screen, but one of my favorite scenes is the opening scene of the first movie, right, where Buddy is coming up to Mr. Incredible, and he's trying to be his sidekick, this is the best, man, I mean, side note, they end up in, in in the best, I think it's one of the best bad guy names, villain names of all times. They end up connecting with that you remember his name, the, the villain that, that Buddy and Mr. Incredible connect with? Anybody? The, <laughs> anybody remember the villain that Buddy and, and Mr. Incredible connect with in that first kind of opening scene? Oh, man, you know what I'm talking about? This guy has a French accent, and he's called Bomb Voyage. I mean, that's the best. Like, bye-bye, because I'm going to put a bomb and blow you up. I mean, it's so good. Bomb Voyage, right? That's a side note. But but, but Mr. Incredible, right, Mr. Incredible and Buddy. Buddy is a little dude who doesn't have any superpowers. Right? Mr. Incredible is endowed with superpowers. He's big, he's mighty, he's strong, he's powerful, and he knows it. Right. So Buddy comes along, and he's like, hey, I want to be your sidekick. I want to help out. And he's manufactured some items that can kind of sort of give him superpowers. Right? He's got some manufactured uh, electronic equipment, technological equipment that can help him fly, help him do things that he couldn't do. But he's not actually super. One of the things that hit me is I feel like that's the two different churches that we have. We have a church that does operate in the power of God. The real, authentic, Holy Spirit power. And then we have a church that's trying to manufacture power. They're actually trying to build the kingdom in their own strength. In their own gifting. In their own knowledge. In their own ability. You see what I'm saying? I'm like, wait a minute. There's two different churches. And the question is, which type of church are we? Now, we don't need to treat the other church, the, 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 the manufacturing church, like Mr. Incredible did, he was a little prideful, right? So we, we don't, the analogy doesn't work perfectly, right? He told Buddy, I work alone, <laughs> right? Remember that statement? It came back to haunt him, didn't it? All right, we won't go there, but that, that's all I'm saying. So the question is, will you today embrace your true calling as a superhero for the kingdom of God, as a superhero for the kingdom of God? Point number one. We have supernatural power. Whoa, you're like, oh, I've never heard that before, Jeff. What a revelation. I mean, it's super simple, right? It's basic. We know this stuff. Here's the question. We know it, but do we walk in it? You see what I'm saying? Because there's a difference. Like, oh, I've read that scripture before. In fact, I'll even put it up there for you, right? Acts 1.8, we know this scripture. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power. Come on, somebody. you just need to whisper that to yourself. But put, put the me in there. When the Holy Spirit comes upon me, then I, yeah, we don't want to say me twice, do we? That's not going to be messed up. Me, me will receive. No, I will receive. I will receive. I might receive. No. It says, I will receive power. The question is, are we walking in it? I love Ephesians 1, 19 and 20. It won't be up on the screen, but it basically tells us that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. Man, that messes me up. (laughs) That's a lot of power. I mean, that's like, because I mean I want to think of Jesus as like, whoa, like, and I'm just kind of like way down here. Now I am way down here without his power. But with his power, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I mean, I can do the same works through his power. Because he's doing it, not me. But he's doing it through me. He welcomes us into this amazing partnership. I, we didn't earn it. We don't deserve it. I mean, by far. But he said, I'm going to put power in you. God is working in us. And he's working through us. Can you guys just like yell to somebody across? Everybody's going to yell at somebody and say, I have supernatural power! Come on. Yeah, see? This is the truth, right? I thank you for that revelation. <laughs> thank you for that revelation. Right? Okay, I like another, another of my favorite superheroes is Spider-Man. Anybody like Spider-Man? Because you know why I like Spider-Man? Because he's not like Incredible. He's Mr. Incredible. No, Mr. Incredible was like born that way. Superman was born that way, right? We can't really relate to that. Because we weren't born that way. In fact, we were born into sin. But Spider-Man I can relate to. Because Spider-Man is a nerd. <laughs> he's a geek. He's, he's not strong. He's not big. He's not mighty. Oh, but then he got bit. He got bit. And his DNA was changed. Did you see how that worked? Like he, and he's still small. And he's still kind of a nerd. But he has power that he didn't have before. You see, some of us today, maybe you've already been bit by the Spirit of God, and he's transformed your DNA. Like, see, we don't understand this. We think we're still the same, but we know the Bible says that we have become a new creation. Somebody say new creation. Yeah, come on, I'm a new creation. I'm different. The old is gone, and the new has come the fact is God loves to give ordinary people his extraordinary power. Some of you feel like you're ordinary and that you don't deserve the power of God. Bro, welcome to the club, man. I mean, none of us deserve it. We're all ordinary without God. But man, you put God inside of you, oh, man, you better watch out. You are not ordinary. You are extraordinary. Did you know that even Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit? It says in Acts 10, 38, that Jesus was anointed with power and with the Spirit of God. And it says, and then, somebody say then. See, that's after then he went around doing good and healing. He also had the power of the Spirit of God. Hmm, I wonder if we should try to go around healing and doing good without the power of the Spirit of God. I figure if Jesus... Is walking in the power of the Spirit of God. We should too. Number two, we can't say can't. Guys, in my family, can't is a cuss word, man. I mean, like, don't you say can't, you know, like I can't eat these vegetables. I can't, but do my homework. I can't figure it out. I'm like, don't you say can't. Can't is a cuss word. Because that's not what the Bible tells us. I'm going to go cliche on you right here, right? You know Philippians 4.13. What does it say? I can do some things. Wait, 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 wait. Back that train up, right? Like I, I can do most things. Wait, it doesn't say that either. I can do, that type is so small. All things through Christ. Through Christ, through the Spirit of Christ, through the Spirit of God, alive in us. I know, we think of it like you go to the dentist, you see that poster hanging on the wall? I can do, it's like a, an athlete running in a race or something. But I can do all things through, through Christ who gives me strength. Like, yeah, I can run a race. Like, yeah, but it's way more than that. We discount the power of God in us. It's more than a sports analogy. Our football team can win. I mean, you know, like yeah, sure, but it's a little more than that. I'll give you a quick list of things that we can do. Romans 7, 4 through 6 says that we can produce good fruit. Oh, man. You're like, I don't know if I could produce. No, the Bible says you can. You can produce good fruit. We already read Acts 1, 8 says we can be God's witnesses. Well, it's not really my personality to share my faith. Like, I don't really, you know, I'm not good at that because I don't know enough about the Bible. No, it says in Acts 1, 8 that you have been given power to be his witnesses. So, You can't by yourself. I get it, and I agree. (laughs) But if you will go in the power of the Spirit, you can make disciples. Ephesians 2.10 says we can do the good things God has planned for us. 1 John 5.20 says we can know God. That's amazing. Like, we can know God? Yeah. Romans 15.13 says we can experience peace and hope and joy somebody somebody needs some peace or hope in this time right that was one of the things that I wrote down at the beginning of this message that I didn't say like I don't want to pull back during this hard season like we are in a hard season come on somebody get this idea because you want to give yourself a pass and say well we're in a really difficult season but this is not the time to back up it's the time to lean in Like, when we are struggling and hurting and wrestling with things, don't give yourself a pass and say, well, everybody will understand it's hard times. No, this is the season to step in. This is the season that God wants to prove to you through his power that you can overcome. How would you know if you could overcome if you never had anything to overcome? So I think God actually allows, sometimes even sets up situations that are very difficult for us to prove to us that we can overcome with the power of God. Ironically, I only find one significant can't for the believers in 1 John 3, 9. It says, they can't keep on sinning because they have been born of God. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. Just hang hang on to that one, all right? Unfortunately, though, I think today that many of us believers don't actually believe that we're super. We actually don't believe it because we show it by our actions. We don't live super, so therefore we don't believe that we're super. We know the head knowledge, but we actually don't live it out. Or maybe it's just that we think of Moses and Noah and Peter and Paul and those guys as like special people. But their example was made for you. They're believers just like you and just like me, and they were ordinary people, just like us, without the power of the Spirit of God. Or maybe, buckle your seatbelts here, maybe it's just that we refuse to believe that we're super because we know if we believe that we're super, then we'll have to live super. Super. I think that's probably the best explanation right there by the spirit of God that that we know that if we believe what he's got, what he's put inside of us, then we're actually going to be held accountable to live it. Jesus, help us. Like, seriously, Lord, help us. That's a real struggle. But in, in, in the end, we have a lot of Christians running around with access to power that they never use. Think of those Thor movies, right? Like, I don't know if anybody else ever notices this, but they always save, like they have Thor fighting the bad guy with his hammer, and the hammer's powerful, right? But you're always sitting there, he's getting beat up by some mega bad dude, some mega villain, and he's using his hammer, and you're like, dude, use the lightning! You know, has anybody else noticed that, like they always do, they, they have been fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. It never uses the lightning to the very, very end. What if they just started with the lightning? What if we just started with the power of God? What if we just started with His power? What if we start there instead of trying to make it happen on our own? and then if it doesn't work, then OK, we'll go to the power of God. What if we start with the power of God? All right, look. Number three, there's purpose in the power. Okay, this is where it gets practical. Okay, there's purpose. That, to me, that's one of the beautiful things about God. God is not a, I told you so, God. Or he's not a, uh, do it because I said so, God. He has purpose in everything he does. So if he gives you power, there's a reason. Right? There's a reason. What are some of the reasons? Well, I'm going to give you two real quick. Number one is the power to live for God. And number two is the power to rescue people we're following this superhero analogy right so let's look at number one the power to live for God this means that we have the power to be holy right the Bible says God tells us be holy for I because I am holy right we have the power to be holy we have the power to obey we have the power to overcome we have the power to worship when we don't feel like it we have the power to die to self even though that's like impossible like how do I die to myself I want to live for myself. How do I love my enemies? I can't, I can't do that. Well, yeah, you can through the power of God. I can't do it by myself. So the power of God, 1 Peter 2.24 is a, just an incredible verse. It says, this, he personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. See, I think you guys have been duped. We've all been duped. We've all come to this place where we actually bought the lie that we can't live for God because, well, we're human. But this verse says otherwise. It says that you can be dead to sin and live for what is right. Yeah, it's true. The I can does go with I can stop Sinning. Now, we're not preaching perfection here, okay? Right? But the thing is, we miss. We think that Jesus only came and gave us it's like half the story. Like, Jesus came to forgive our sins. Man, oh my goodness, that's a big half of the story. Like, He forgives our past. But we forget that one of His reasons for coming is He died, rose again, and then He said, I gotta go so that the Holy Spirit can come. He made a way for the Spirit of God. So not only has he forgiven your past, but now he's made a way for you to be empowered for your future. See, it's two halves of the same coin. And we actually don't realize that. We think the gospel is only forgiveness of sin, but the gospel is forgiveness of sin and empowerment to live for God. You see, there's been a massive power exchange. Man, I love this. I'll show you another verse here, Romans 6, 5 through 7. The Lord showed me this. Since we have been united with him in faith and death, we will also be raised as he was. Our old sinful selves, what are our, our what sinful selves? Our old sinful selves, some of us are still living in the old. Our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. We sing the song, but we really don't understand it. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. Like, we don't actually know this. Like, we maybe know it, but we don't actually know it. It's a beautiful thing. Think about it. Originally, sin was powerful. We were powerless. Now, it would be one thing if sin became powerless and we were still powerless. Like, that's still better, right? But that's not what happened. There's an incredible power exchange. Sin is now powerless, and we are powerful. That's a huge power exchange. But we don't live like that. We don't actually know that sin has lost its power. Like you need to actually say that to yourself sin has lost its power in my life. You are, we, so many of us live like sin still has power in our lives. But that's not what the Bible says. It says that it, we are free from the power of sin. So again, I'm not, I'm not preaching perfectionism here, but, but here's the thing. If we could move from when you sin to if you sin, that would be a huge change. Biblically, it says in 1 John 2.1, 1 John 2.1 says, I am writing these things so that you will not sin. But if you sin, there is someone to plead for you before the Father, Jesus Christ. So if we could just move, maybe it's an 80-20 thing, you know. You have this mentality that you think, well, I'm a human. I just got to, it's going to happen. I sin, I'm imperfect. It's like 80% of the time. But if you could move to a biblical mindset, which is 1 John 2, 1, then you would say, no, not when I sin, it's if I sin. But see, you can't stop sinning in the power of God if you actually don't believe you can stop sinning. That's why I'm bringing this message today, because that's part of what we've got to do. We've got to understand that we can live for God. That's per- the power, uh, number one in uh, how to access that power. Musicians, you guys can come, yeah. The last purpose for us is that we have the power to rescue people. Again, think superheroes here. Like their purpose. Think about their purpose. They, re- they live to rescue people but we're so caught up in our little world of pain and struggle in our world where we don't understand that we have power and authority that we don't even have any strength left to rescue the hurting, rescue the struggling, to help the needy, to reach out to the lost because we're lost ourselves. Help us, Jesus. But part of our assignment is to understand who we are in Christ first, but then to understand that we can rescue people. In fact, that's our purpose on this earth. See, God's assignment to rescue people is for all ordinary believers, empowered by an extraordinary God. So how do we do that? We must share the good news. We know Luke 4, 18 and 19. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Come on, just say that. Just the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. It's not Jesus, just Jesus' words. It's our words. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has appointed me to preach good news to the poor. Yes, the physically poor, but also the poor in spirit. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the downtrodden will be freed from their oppressors, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come, not will come, but has come. His favor, his power is here. We have access to live for him and to rescue others. The other way that we can rescue others is that we must understand, we must be prepared to lay down our lives. I mean, we know these verses, right? John 15, 13 says, The greatest love is shown when people lay down their lives for their friends. Guys, this is going to cost us everything. If you bought into the gospel that said that Jesus paid it all and that there was no cost for you, no, Jesus paid what we couldn't pay. But now he calls us to come and die with him. There is great cost. There is great cost. Don't sign up for the gospel thinking that there's no cost. Jesus paid the cost that we couldn't pay. Couldn't ever be paid by us. But now he calls us to lay down our lives to help others. The Bible tells us in Luke nine twenty four, if you try to keep your life for yourself, you will what? Lose it. But if you give up, your life. Give up your agenda. Give up your plans, your dreams, your pleasure. For his pleasure. And we will find true life. As we get ready to worship, will you guys stand with me? As we get ready to sing to God and worship through our musical expression. And these songs that the team has chosen are just songs of intimacy, just pursuing his presence. I'm telling you, that's where you find the Spirit of God, in his presence, and just say, welcome to the Spirit of God. There was a, I want to tell you a quick story as we're getting ready to sing. I was at home on a Saturday, and there was a, a, the doorbell rang. And I just happened to be in a pretty good mood. And there was a, salesmen at my door now i got to be honest most of the time i just turn those people away thanks we gave it the office you know or whatever you know like no i don't want to buy your like $4000 vacuum cleaner i mean you know it's cool but uh, this guy comes up and he has a cooler and i look at the truck outside it says omaha steaks Dude, i got to be honest i was in the mood for a barbecue <laughs> so i invite this guy in his name is johnny Really, like really. Um, his name is Johnny. And so we started talking in our little foyer there. And I don't know, we kind of got off subject a little bit. And he asked about what we were up to. And I ended up putting something in there about, yeah, our church is just right around the corner. And we are doing some of the stuff there uh, later tomorrow, whatever. We we're just talking. He goes, oh, he said, I knew there was something different about you. Oh, okay, all right. What do you what do you see? You know, I'm like, okay, uh, different good, different bad. You know, he's like, no, I knew there was something different about you. And then he just went. He was like, you know what, dude, I've been struggling with demons. I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> like you just went there, man. I'm trying to buy some steak here. I'm trying to get some ribeye. You know, but she just said, I've been struggling with demons. I'm like, oh, okay. He told me about it. And he he be, he began to get really intense. You know. He's like, and I was like, man, you, can, can I pray for you right now? And he's like, yes. So I turn around and I say, Roman, Evan, who they're like about eight, nine, something like that, come here and let's pray for Johnny. And as I turn around, this guy is, I look, he's gone. And I look down, like he literally fell on his knees in my foyer. Right? And my kids gather around and we begin to pray for him he's just weeping. We're praying for him, praying for him, praying for him. And I'm telling you, after we're done praying, he looks up with tears in his eyes. And he says, man, you are so powerful. Now, you know what my first response was? Like, oh, no, 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 no. That's Jesus. That's not me. And then I went, and the Holy Spirit said, no, 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 no. He's right. You're not powerful in yourself. Oh, <laughs> But you have the power of God living inside you that can transfer, that can bring healing, that can bring recovery, that can bring life again, right? Come on, somebody. You have that same power. I'm not special. President Hagen's is not special. Come on. We're not special. We're ordinary people just like you. But we have a power of an extraordinary God inside of us. Don't discount that. Every single person. Help us, Jesus. So as we worship, I want two things to be thinking about. One, maybe today you need to be rescued, and that's okay. Like, maybe you're that person. I'm not no fool. I know that there are people on this campus, number one, who are not saved. Like, we know that. It's okay. And maybe, maybe there's a few of you here that just like, well, I don't even know if I've really given my heart to the Lord. Or maybe you're just hurting because of the pain and struggle this time. Maybe you need to be rescued today. God is going to rescue you as we worship him, as you step out in the midst of the pain. And then believers, Guys, we need to repent. Like We need to repent for our unbelief of not understanding and not believing, not, not doing what God's called us to do, not actually living what we know to be true, that we have the power. We are modern-day superheroes with the power of God in us. So, Jesus, this is what we pray. Lord, we pray that you would bring revelation during this time as we worship you, as we lift up your name, and we ask, God, that you would come and dwell in us, Lord Jesus. Do your work as we seek you even now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen.